coming up on Philosophy Talk. Have you anything to say before I pass sentence? Yes, sir. I'm very sorry. <laughs> murdered so many people in such a short space of time is really awful. And I really am very sorry that I did it. I'm sorry. So sorry. We do bad things, and Please then we apologize. Would it be better to never do the bad things in the first place? I'd like to apologize, too, to the prosecuting counsel for dragging him in here morning after morning in such lovely weather. My wife once criticized me for never apologizing, so I had to learn to do things that I could apologize for. It was a very, very bad thing to have done, and I'm really very ashamed of myself. I can only say it won't happen again. Our guest is Nick Smith from the University of New Hampshire. I'm so very sorry. Apologizing, coming up on Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KAOW in San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the lovely Stanford campus. Today, apologizing. We'll start with a little history of the whole idea of apologizing, comparing the Western concept with concepts from other cultures. Then we'll look at the idea of collective apologies, as when a whole nation apologizes for historical wrongs. And from there, we'll look at the whole phenomenon of apologies as a political act, from Richard Nixon to Elliot Spitzer. Can I, I guess the most important philosophical example of an apology must be Plato's dialogue, The Apology. But I must say, in that dialogue, Socrates doesn't sound all that apologetic. Well, John, that's because he's not apologizing in the sense we're talking about. We're just a minute into the program, and you're already a little confused. Apology, the word, can mean two different things. Nowadays, it means mostly means a re regretful acknowledgement of a wrong done or a failure. But historically, it often meant reasoned argument or writing and justification of something. Plato was apologizing only in the, in the latter sense, not in the former sense. And it's the former sense that's relevant to us. Well, thank you, Ken. I, I regretfully acknowledge my confusion. So today we're talking about expressions of regret, or in the political sphere, often enough, self-serving statements pretending to be expressions of regret. Yeah, that's the idea. That's what we're talking about. Is that really a philosophical topic? I don't remember many philosophers writing about apologies. Well, not many, but some have. Uh, Maimonides and Kant, most notably. But really, the topic is full of philosophical angles. Uh, an apology is an act, a speech act, to be precise. Well, what are the goals of such acts? What are apologies supposed to do or achieve? And when are they successful at achieving that? Uh, and I suppose while we're at it, when are they called for? What are the appropriateness conditions for an apology? And I wonder what the difference is between apologizing and just repenting. Or, and are, are apologies just ritualistic? Or do they have to be sincere to be genuine, real apologies? And is it really an apology, for example, if the behavior of the apologizer doesn't change in some relevant way? And how about accepting apologies? Should you always accept an apology? Does that mean you forgive? Does that mean you forget? 
Can you accept the apology and still try to get even? And these days there are collective apologies. Congress apologizes on behalf of the nation as a whole to our Japanese citizens for the internment camps during World War II. The Turks will, or maybe they won't, apologize for their treatment of the Armenians. Do such collective apologies even make sense? They presuppose collective guilt or responsibility. Or is that all just politics anyway? And don't forget political apologies from Chester Arthur to Bill Clinton. So there's a lot in the philosophy apologies of apologies that's worth discussing, John. Yeah, but I must admit, and, and Ken, I'm really, truly and sincerely sorry about this. I'm not very well prepared to discuss it. If Hume or Bertrand Russell hasn't talked about a topic, chances are I don't know beans about it, and that's the case with apologies. Well, I'll accept your apology, I guess, John, except I don't really believe it's sincere because I think you're very well prepared. But luckily, we have the man on apologies as our guest today. That's Nick Smith from the University of New Hampshire. He's written a book on the subject, one of the very few contemporary philosophers to have done so. But before we plunge into the philosophy of apologizing... Our roving philosophical reporter, Zoe Corneli, jumped in ahead. She visited a mall in the San Francisco Bay Area to collect stories about apologizing. Along the way, she encountered a popular form of regret. Buyer's remorse. We've all been there. You shell out a lot of cash and afterwards wonder if it was the right decision. The mall is one of the best places to lose yourself in the glee of spending money and only afterwards realize that you might owe yourself or your bank account an apology. In the midst of all this buyer's remorse in the making, you can actually buy remorse. That's right, just pop into the greeting card store. Nestled in with romance, birthday, and encouragement are a few apology cards. There's one with a picture of a young girl on the cover of it, and she's holding a magnifying glass over her wide open mouth and on the inside it says me and my big mouth sorry and this one has a picture of a dog looking very apologetic and on the inside it says are you still mad at me and a salesperson here tells me they only sell a couple apology cards a month not a big seller so the shoppers here might not use greeting cards to say i'm sorry but they do say it in their own ways Vivian is a student who once went to a college fair without inviting her friend. When the friend got incensed, Vivian had to devise a way to make amends. And me and my other friend, we went to get something that she liked, like chocolate and some flowers and balloons, like whatever she likes. And then we make up a song and then we run up to her house and then we just present it and sing it to her. And then yeah, finally we have a big hug. And, yeah. Another shopper, Pete, says while some people might feel apologizing is a sign of weakness, he's willing to admit when he's wrong. Man, just suck it up and just, you're wrong, admit it, you know? Either apologize or, or just show some feelings of, you know, like, I'm wrong a little bit, you know? He says this is especially true when the injured party is your mother. I kind of like got upset at her in a way because she doesn't like me getting upset, right? So I started yelling at her. And she's going, why are you yelling at me? And then, and then all of a sudden my feelings just went, you know, like I wanted to take it back because I don't like getting my mother upset. So I just kind of stopped myself and, and just apologized and said, okay, mother, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get you upset, okay? I'm sorry. And after that, I went down there and, and gave her a hug and said, I'm sorry, mother. I didn't mean to yell at you. She says, well, you know I don't like you yelling at me. Like, I didn't mean to, okay? There, I came down here to apologize, kiss. That was it. 
Darren is at the mall shopping with his wife and one-year-old son. He says it's not enough to just say you're sorry. You have to mean it. Because it shouldn't be about just making ourselves feel better. Whosoever feelings we hurt, they should be our priority when we're giving an apology. And I think that that's what makes it sincere. If we're just making an apology just, um, you know, for our own benefit so we can sleep peacefully, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's wholehearted. He says the public apologies we often hear from politicians who've made mistakes usually don't live up to that standard. I think that it's hard to um, discern who's sincere and who's not because it's kind of uh, the regular rhetoric that you hear all the time. They get caught making mistakes or with their pants down <laughs> figuratively or <laughs> literally and then as a result they feel compelled to apologize because they need to do damage control. I'm tired of it. <laughs> you know, I'm tired. Don't apologize if you're not really sincere because it really doesn't make a difference. It's just uh, useless words. Fortunately, on this trip to the mall, I was too busy doing interviews to spend much money, so I narrowly escaped a smarting case of credit card mea culpa. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Zoe Corneli. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.